On this episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, on the Bullpen Cart Podcast feed, we have Mike Clark of the Pilot Season Podcast. Matt had to go to a couple family commitments, so Mike was gracious enough to step in to guest host, and we talk about all of our usual business, college football, the wild weekend that was last week, and conference championship weekend. We break down everything. We try to predict who we think are going to be the Final Four when that comes out on Sunday. We then go into our picks. Matt did give us his, so we break down all of those and everything NFL Week 14. It was a lot of fun to record. I can't wait to hear what you guys think in the comments. If you haven't checked out Mike's Pilot Season podcast, go check that out, especially if you're a TV fan. But as always, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Again, search The Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook, just like the website, thunderblogsports.com, where you can leave some nice comments in the show notes. But enjoy this episode, guys. Fly, Eagles, fly. And here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me this week is a good buddy of mine, subbing in for both Maddie D and Greg, since they're both uh, too busy with their various superstar lives, but we have our own superstar from the Pilot Season Podcast. It is my good friend, Mike Clark. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Jordy. I am so happy to be back on the pod, and thank you for asking me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so if you guys are newer or you just tuned in for football and you didn't listen to the baseball shows, Mike came back or came on back in August, I believe, when uh, the Yankees were out west. Good. We talked about the Yankees-Dodgers series. They were also out in Oakland, I believe, at the time we recorded it, and I went on his, his podcast, Pilot Season. We talked about Stumptown, which I need to catch up on, actually. Um when I've been thoroughly enjoying it, but Mike, if you don't mind just catching everybody up on, on pilot season and, and everything that you're doing over there. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm on season two of pilot season. Um, a, uh, <laughs> a shout out to uh, one of our uh, mutual uh, podcasting mentors, Mr. Rob Cicernino, who gave me the advice once that, you know, if you ever uh, have to take, an extended break from the podcast and you just start it up again and say it's season two. And so there was definitely a stretch uh, in October, which understandably with, uh, you know, the, the playoff baseball where I just uh, did not have time to do a lot of recording. So yeah, I, I've, I've started what I'm calling season two of pilot season, uh, you know, and uh, there've been just really fun episodes recently. I know that I taped, about the Mandalorian with uh, Brendan Fitzpatrick recently. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and I have uh, some good ones uh, coming up. So if you are interested in uh, television and intrigued by the uh, discussion about pilot episodes and what they mean for the long run of the show and, you know, how we uh, interpret them, uh, definitely check it out. Uh, pilot SZN is uh, how you spell it. And it's uh, on iTunes and uh, anywhere you can get your podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's one of my favorites when you drop new ones. It's kind of like with the rewatchables of the Ringer drops that it's you can catch up on on older episodes because I came in a little bit later after you started it. So it's fun. 
and it's fun to just go into if it's your favorite show or if it's a show that you want to check out and and you want to kind of almost do a uh, course overview or what are they called in college when you take one class? Um, forgetting the word. I'm trying to be fancy with my my vocabulary, but I'm not. But it's great to just to catch up on it there to uh, see what's going on with with all those different uh, different shows that you're talking about and and especially once uh, I know you've done a couple like catch ups. I think you did it with. Uh, a million little things last year sure. so yeah. yeah i think uh if you do a couple of those uh if we can do Stumptown, that'd be fun but anyone that you do hopefully also the mandalorian once that comes back around because i'm thoroughly enjoying that show hmm? yeah. yeah it's 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 totally been fun yeah absolutely but let's jump into it you know with uh college football's Great. regular season wrapping up technically last week we're in the college championship week um, or the football championship week, which, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a fun weekend, but it was a pretty wild one last week. We had the Iron Bowl that had its one of the crazier Iron Bowls there, and it happened to take place on the same day as the Kick Six, which nobody, not ESPN, not CBS, not anybody would let you forget that. And you had Michigan, Ohio State, <laughs> you had Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Mike, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the Iron Bowl? Yeah, um, for for sure. I definitely that was, uh, you know, su- such a fun game, and you know, it, it's really, um, it's really special when uh, an intense rivalry, uh, especially between um, you know two teams that you know don't really care for each other, uh, has been so close recently. Like you know, we, I, we can jump into, um, you know, how one side of the Ohio State Michigan game has been recently, but um, no, I I, I really uh, enjoyed watching. Bowl, uh this year uh you know i i uh people might be surprised about this because uh you know i am a, a patriots fan uh, and a yankee fan so i can already already hear the groans from people listening to the podcast i'm sure uh <laughs> sure uh the the normal uh co-host greg is uh you know yelling at his 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 uh iphone right now as he's hearing that he's a um, pats fan too so, so people, he, uh, he's feeling no he's yeah feeling well, like he yeah. probably sure sure um but like a lot of people like to joke, like, oh, like, you must love Alabama football. Um, I do not. I am not a Saban fan. I am not an Alabama fan. And so I, I delight in seeing uh, Alabama uh, lose games. And so I was very uh, happy with the end result. Uh, I think that uh, it is going to make for uh, an interesting uh, an interesting rankings coming out later today, which I'm sure we'll talk about as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's... It's important to touch on because it's going to be the first time Alabama's left out since they came up with the college football playoff, you know, and the we talk about it so much of the diversity of getting other teams in there and the fact that LSU is going to get in. So we're automatically getting one new team, but that Alabama's not even in the thing, regardless of whether or not they make the national championship, which they've lost in the semis a couple times. But the fact that they're not even in it is we're in uncharted waters here, which, right. you know, if, if you're not a fan of Alabama, which most people aren't, you gotta be, you gotta be excited about that. And I mean, this game itself was just back and forth. There's obviously the, the, the Saban stuff about talking about it, that they were unfairly called, which, you know, poo poo. Uh, but <laughs> you know, both deeps defenses in a 48, 45 game, it's tough to say, but they both look pretty good and came up and at the right time when they needed to and the the Alabama getting the doink at the end along with the 12 man on the field but the doink especially mm-hmm. stuck out to me as something of they're Saban's robots this isn't something they're supposed to be doing 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, you know, it's definitely, um, yeah, it, you're not used to seeing Alabama just give up the amount of points that they gave up twice in one season. You know, yes. they, you know, they gave up a, um, a, a buttload of points to LSU and to give up uh, almost a 50 burger to, to Auburn. It's just, you know, that's not what you, you think of when you think of, um, you know, the, the Crimson Tide. Yeah. Especially when they throw, they gain over 500 yards. Uh, if mm-hmm. I'm doing the math right. Yeah. Near, nearly 500 yards, which is insane to, to think that it's like with, not to not to uh, sound like I'm bragging, but like Greg always brings this up with with Super Bowl with Super Bowl Fifty Two of Tom Brady throws for over 500 yards and somehow ends up losing the Super Bowl. It's one of those crazy things of just how entertaining it was back and forth. I watched the first half of it at the bar that I watched Michigan get routed by Ohio State at, and the Flyers pull mm-hmm. off a, a thrilling victory. Then I watched the fourth quarter in in the bar behind my girlfriend Emily's seat at the Wells Fargo Center. While the first quarter of the Sixers game was going on, so I uh, I was glued to this game on the subway. As soon as we got in, I said, "I'll meet you up in the seats." I'm getting a beer. I'm watching the end of this game, and I'm glad I did because it did not disappoint. Even though all of the points came in the second quarter, the second half was much more methodical, iron bowl type of play. But the second points, the se- or second quarter, all bets were off points wise. Hmm? Nearly hit the over itself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for for sure. Uh, you know, I, I will uh, admit that I actually had to miss a good uh, portion of the game. I was, you know, traveling into the city, and I just didn't, you know, have uh, access to. You know, I wasn't able to watch it, but I was getting like text updates for scores, and just it just kept rolling in. And you know, how many uh, how many lead changes were there in in the the second half in the fourth quarter, especially? Just like like every other. Like, you know, every other minute, like, someone was scoring. Yeah. Like, n- 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 you know, uh, the, the the offenses were just doing what they wanted. Oh, yeah. At that point. And the, the craziest thing of the ripple effect of this, obviously Alabama doesn't get in, d- won't get in, but Auburn ends up as a 9-3 and three team, which I think once we start talking about the rankings and where we think maybe, or ultimately the playoffs, I think this ends up helping out so many other different teams because it looks a lot better to have beaten a 9-3 and three team or – in the case of the uh, the chain events of Oregon losing to a nine and three team instead of an eight and four team, and then Utah, if they win, beating a t- you know the chain the ripple effect there. So I'm sure we'll come back around to it. But Auburn winning, I think, open not only does it take Bam out of the equation of them being an idle team, not playing in a conference championship, but it opens so much more for those other teams out there. So this was, I mean, this was the road. Crazy enough, the road is the road to the championship in the playoffs won't run through Tuscaloosa, but the fact that I guess here it was at it was in Auburn, Alabama. But it's nuts that how the the bracket will form out happened to run through the Iron Bowl. And uh, I think a lot of uh, you know uh, the the Alabama supporters out there, the the you know the boosters, people that you know love the Crimson Tide, you know they'll uh, you know they'll point to the fact that you know this. You know, had this game been played in Tuscaloosa, it might have a different result. But you know, you, you gotta if you want to be a championship team, you gotta win these tough road games, man. You gotta, um, you Auburn, gotta be able LSU to did. take care of business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, we'll. Uh, I'm sure we'll come back around to how the SEC has been affected by it. But let's 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 dive into Michigan, Ohio State, because I don't know if you know this, but I'm a, a pseudo Michigan fan. I or I. Huh? I refer to Matt as the bigger Michigan fan. I like Michigan. My great-grandfather went there. My pseudo-stepbrother, my mom's fiancé's son, Robbie, played lacrosse there. 
so, and I go up to Michigan every year for, for family vacation. So I thoroughly enjoy the state, the maize and blue, but the last eight years really outside of, and really outside of 2011, where Ohio state was not under a death penalty, but they just had the firing that all the Terrell Pryor stuff. It's been a rough go at it in this rivalry. And, and I don't know where to, where to think about it. I think Ohio state really showed their teeth and they deserve last week. I was pretty upset. They took number one from LSU. I think they kind of, I think they proved it here, even though LSU had a big win against, against A&M, but yeah, in turn on the Michigan side of it, I think they still, I, the people that are calling for Harbaugh, it's the same fallout as last year. And I think you're feeling different, but on the Ohio state side, I think they proved their number one. I know I'm probably in the minority that didn't think that a week ago, uh, but I would be shocked to see anybody now not be not think that that Ohio State is is a number one team. And I'm pulling up the rankings to see if they unanimously got ranked number one on the AP poll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so yeah, I, I think that uh, a lot of um, you know a lot of a lot of Michigan people you know got got excited with uh, the you know, the early Giles Jackson touchdown. Said, oh, like maybe this year was different. And you know, at the end of a quarter, you know, it's fourteen thirteen. Um, you know, they 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 might they. It's 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 hard. Um, I agree with you that I don't think that um I don't think Harbaugh should lose his job. I, I think that um, I think Harbaugh's done a lot of good things for the program. I think it's kind of um brought them back to because you know think about the you know the 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 you know Lloyd Carr years and you know all, all the 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 people. Um, you know, before, uh, before Harbaugh took the job, I, I, you know, Michigan is, you know, they're still relevant. Uh, and, and I, I get that, uh, the, their fans are a lot like, you know, uh, Yankee fans, like I am. And a lot of Yankee fans are very upset that, you know, they went an entire decade without making the world series. And, you know, I understand that. And you want, that's your expectation every year is to, you know, to, to compete and to be there the last game and, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, lift up a trophy, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where Michigan, I don't know where they turn to. Like, I don't know who they're bringing in. That's going to, cause it's not going to be urban. Like urban Meyer doesn't, isn't going to coach Michigan. Like, no. I don't know who, they, I don't know who they turn to if they're going to say like, all right, Jim, like we've had enough of you. Yeah, exactly. And it, and there's the one thing that, that Michigan always does of hiring a Michigan man and all of that. And I agree oh, yeah. with you. Urban's definitely not. Wouldn't look that way. I think it's either if Notre Dame somehow opened up, which I don't think that job's mm-hmm. opening up, at least not for another year or so. I think they need to have a SC. real... Yeah, USC is probably the big one. Uh, I did think it was funny, though, that Fox had Urban on the panel. And he's sitting there trying to be objective about it. And I'm sitting with my friend who actually went to Michigan watching the game. And he's like... I can only imagine if Michigan somehow does pull this out because I forget what the halftime score was, but it was it, the Michigan ends up kicking the field goal and then they they let up those late points due to the the jumping off the jumping off sides off the side. What am I saying? And Urban's analyzing it, so I could only imagine if if Urban had to try to criticize Ohio State or if they actually did end up losing, if he'd be like, "This is my legacy I built," and all the blah 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 blah. And I stepped down because <laughs> of that asshole Zach Smith and blah 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 blah. And so it would be yeah. crazy, but I, I agree with you. I think USC is is probably the answer there. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's an if there's an SEC school that if Urban was wanted to snap his fingers and get a job that he could go down there, maybe like a South Carolina or something. But 
I don't know. If ACC school might be the other route because oh, it's just Dabo right now and over there and maybe right. takes over <laughs> takes over Miami and brings it back the to the U. Everyone. Yeah, so I don't know. That that would be a a fun fun way to fun bracket of of teams teams Urban could go to. I think I think him going to Miami would just um, make for uh, as if we're not already like tired of all of the is Miami back stories. Yeah. Like, I think Can you like at Texas? him going to Miami would be like a week opening sports center of like, Hey, like is Miami back and yeah. is Texas back? And are all these teams back? And like, yeah. well, like let's wait to see, you know, when, when they're back, we'll know they're back. Yeah, like, exactly. They're not back. That was always my favorite on a, uh, I think it was after Van Pelt left, left for but so when Priscilla had Danny Cannell, they'd frequently play the Texas is back folks clip. But they'd cut off Texas, and when something was was exposed as a fraud, they'd always play X Y Z is back, folks. Of that, yes, I forget who <laughs> called it on ABC, but it's it definitely one of the one of the better subtle clips that that Rosillo figured out how to use. Um, I think, by the way, I think that clip may have come from uh, maybe two years ago. It was Texas Notre Dame like that for opening Sunday of the college football season. And Charlie Strong like led Texas yes. to a comeback against Notre Dame, and like right, I think that's where that kid comes from. Yeah, that's and, like, where it comes from. Yeah, it's a, I think yeah. it's a little longer. Did than they two make years. it? Did they may not like made a bowl game that year. Like, yeah, like, no, they're definitely not back. Yeah, it's it's the same thing as Missouri, who fired their coach. They started five and one, and you're thinking like this is the this is the Drew Lock. You know, this is what we should have been with Drew Lock. This is the Matty Mock years. <laughs> this is I forget the quarterback yeah. uh, Chase Daniel. It was the Chase Daniel years. Uh, they were finally back there, and then what? They lose six in a row, and I think they finish the season six and six. So, you know, sometimes that happens. Sometimes teams uh, have that going on. You see it sometimes with college basketball, uh, which is we're getting to the thick of non-conference scheduling, where a team might have a, a number of a number of wins, and then it goes into ACC, Pac-12, Big Ten play, and end up as the the eight seed in the tournament. So, or you. You got to see the full body of work before everything before we're declaring somebody either back, arrived, whatever whatever verbiage you want to use there. <laughs> well, to, just to get back to what you previously asked, uh, yeah, I, I think Ohio State looks like the the class of college football right now. Yeah. I think that, um, and there's still know, two I, in I the AP, which definitely I think is crazy. The, yeah, uh, and I don't know if you want to uh, transition to. Uh, their opponent next week, but Mm -hmm. uh, Wisconsin with the big win over Minnesota. And uh, so the first time uh, that they played, uh, I believe Ohio state and Wisconsin, it was in like a kind of like a, like a, it was a storm, right? It was was the rainstorm. It was the weekend uh, that I was actually in Chicago where uh, exactly like the entire Midwest was like underwater the entire weekend. And so it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, if the elements w- with the, the elements not playing a factor, uh, if that game would be a little closer, even though like you would think that, uh, you know, sloppy elements might benefit uh, Wisconsin over Ohio State. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, how they play a second time. Yeah, that's a really good point, because now both teams have seen each other. Ohio State only kept them to seven points, which I think is important. I think Jonathan Taylor still had a decent day. I'm going to pull up that. That box mm-hmm. score to confirm, but that's a really good point. It's it's in Indianapolis, it's so it's indoors. And from what I've heard, one of my friends went three years ago when Penn State beat Ohio, uh, beat Wisconsin in it. 
uh, my one of my college roommates who's a big Penn State fan, and he said he said it's a really cool atmosphere. So I feel like both teams will be feeding on it. Uh, I feel like this is the if it's not Penn State or or someone that it's. Um, oh no, Jonathan Taylor only had 52 yards. I pulled that out. But JK Dobbins, right now. <laughs> yeah, JK Dobbins ran all over him, which that that he looked great against Michigan. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest difference though is that you have two stud running backs on both sides, and Taylor who might be a finalist for the Heisman, Dobbins who also could be, but then you have Justin Fields who Wisconsin only held him to, to 100, 167 yards. You mentioned the rain; that's probably a lot of it. But Wisconsin's quarterback, regardless of the two defenses, which are both pretty solid, there's a reason why, despite the some of the shortcomings of Wisconsin with, within some of the Big Ten schedule, their defense has been able to step up, and they've they embarrassed Michigan. They slowed down a Minnesota team that ran all over a, what we thought was a really good Penn State defense. So... Mm-hmm. I th- but I think the Justin Fields factor, being in a dome, that's probably what's going to make the difference here. I'd love to say this is going to be a fun Big Ten championship game, but given how Ohio State has just... seems that they're gaining more and more steam, and that sounds stupid because they've won... They've scored over 50 points in how many of their games, but aside from the Penn State game where they didn't look like they were their best and that Wisconsin game where weather's a factor, this, they put up 52 on Northwestern, in that wacky 11 a.m. start in Chicago. 73 on Maryland, who up until they played Penn State, we thought they could be legit. Rutgers they killed, and good for Rutgers that they scored 21 points. And then the Penn State game, and then Michigan, where they embarrassed their rivals. So, I mean, hopefully it's a fun game. I'd like to have something entertaining to to be able to flip over to, but I'm not holding my breath to uh, be changing over to Fox too much. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, Ohio State is just, um, you know, they, 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 they look fantastic. And yeah. so I don't, I don't expect uh, it to them to uh, be anything less on, on Saturday. Yeah. So looking at the other ones, so we, we mentioned the AP poll. LSU still up there is number one. Um, so me asking if, they re- if Ohio State was unanimous was completely bogus, but they're close in points in terms of where it is. <laughs> Clemson's right there. What what have your thoughts been on Clemson throughout this year? Because they had a great win over a South Carolina team who did upset the fourth team, Georgia. Yeah, so uh, here's what I'll say about Clemson. And I, I think it's very interesting that um, you know, they had one game that – uh, they did not play very well. <laughs> you know, they, the, the North Carolina game, we'll keep pointing to that, like, oh, the North Carolina game, the North Carolina game. And, like, yeah, they, they um, really stumbled in that game. They, they could have easily lost that game. Uh, you throw out that result, Clemson's done what they're supposed to do all yep. year. And you can argue, like, oh, well, the ACC or, you know, a bunch of cupcakes. They don't really play anybody. Uh, you know, they they, uh, they beat A&M to open the season. Uh, and they haven't had to sweat really. And, and, uh, I, I trust, uh, I trust Dabo in a big spot in the, in the playoff. Uh, I think it would be a mistake for people to just write off Clemson based on, you know, uh, one game that they had to, you know, uh, they, they need, uh, you know, some, some luck to, to pull out. Uh, Cause I think they've really haven't missed a beat all year besides that. Yeah, I agree with you there. That uh, that UNC game is the one that, 
even I held held them a little, you know, more accountable than probably I should have on it because it's like what we were talking about with Ohio State. Granted, it was against a good Penn State team, but UNC's had a decent year. They obviously did not win the Coastal. That's Virginia, the seventh different team in seven years to uh, face off to face off as the Coastal's representative, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean. They the, the one thing that Greg and I talked about a little bit last week was a they're playing South Carolina who Georgia lost to, and b how would the A and M factor because A and M's played crazily enough they've played well not crazy because a lot of them are yes are in the SEC but they played you mentioned Clemson they just played LSU and LSU beat them put up a fifty burger seven fifty to seven at A and M and then they played Georgia the week before that and and Georgia handled them. And then Georgia handles their rival despite a very chippy game against uh, against Georgia Tech. So I think you have comparisons there, and I think they've just been able to gain more and more steam. We mentioned it with Ohio State. And it's one thing where even in the years that we thought this was the, the Clemson team that was always going to fall short, one of them's the year that Deshaun Watson takes him back over Alabama, and one of them was last year where they manhandled Alabama in the championship game. So I, I totally agree with For you. Sure. I that 2-3 game, presumably, unless some some unexpected result this weekend happens, um, that you're going to think it's LSU-Clemson, and you're going to have Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow, and two great defenses going head-to-head, and I think that's it's going to add a lot that's, of... That, that, that's, you know, that's, that's must-watch right that's there. That's appointment television, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's that's dumb because of course like you're gonna want that's a must watch but oh, yeah. no I, I I yeah and by the way I, I, you know do do I see a scenario where um, LSU just uh, you know bum rushes Georgia just really stomps them this weekend and Ohio State has to uh, sweat a little bit against Wisconsin like I you know. I, I'm not making it a foregone conclusion that it's going to be OSU one, LSU two. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to see what happens on Saturday before I'm, you know, ready to say these are going to be the final standings. Cause, I, I 1000 uh, agree with that. Yeah. Cause, cause, cause a big win by LSU over, um, over Georgia would, I think, uh, make the committee, uh, really kind of, uh, perk up a little bit and say, Oh, what's going on here? Yeah, especially because we assume that the CFP poll, the top four isn't going to change coming into this weekend, that it's going to be Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, Georgia, and then probably Utah fifth. I mean, is that too Well, far? yeah, that, that's going to be – that's going to be it. Uh, um, you, you definitely have Utah over OU right now. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay. I, I would th- – I think at least. I mean, I, that's part of what I mentioned with the, the, the Auburn – like it's the the friend of my the friend of my or the enemy of my enemy is my friend comes into into play here because Oregon lost to, to Auburn on a walk off and you can make the argument about Oregon that that's one of their losses the other one is a, is you know this upset that happened a couple weeks ago but you know that that happens there's there's stumbles there Utah stumbled against USC which is why because they stumbled so early well granted so did Oregon but if Oregon doesn't lose early and then they lose. They end up having their only loss a couple weeks ago. They're still probably sitting below Utah because that's just how the college rankings work. It's just how it, it kind of has been, even though the committee says they go from start to finish. But they're playing each other on Friday night. So I think 
There's a really ah, good gonna be, opportunity. That's going to be a good game. Sure. That's going to be a really good game. And I think that's one that gives you the committee – they might buy into it there. They've shown – we talked about this last week, Greg and I did, that they've shown bias. It's the human it's the human factor that we were all asking for. They've been they've shown bias towards whether it's they want to just have the Pac twelve be be involved or what it is. Maybe it's just the connection to the Big Ten, the connection to the SEC or whatever it is. But there's been some some something that they've held Oregon losing to USC squad and Oklahoma using losing to a Kansas State squad. Even though Oklahoma plays Baylor, and you would think that if Oklahoma beats Baylor a second time, and really this time puts it on them instead of having to have Baylor choke the game away, for lack of a better phrase, um, that you would think, even that depending on how... Again, it's one thing I want to see the two games before I make a decision of one versus the other. I just think tonight, for this poll, that they're probably going to be fourth. They'll probably just slot each team a, a spot ahead. Uh, I think Baylor Oklahoma is gonna be interesting. You know, B- Baylor's gonna, um, you know, they're 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 definitely gonna want to. Um, actually, the first time those two teams played, uh, my friend, uh, my 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 college roommate uh, Tommy, uh, shout out to him, uh, texted me and said, uh, "It's it, a fun game to play. Is where will these two coaches be coaching next year?" That is actually a very fun question. Um... And so I my I think my answer was. Um, uh, Cleveland and uh, Oklahoma. You think? Do you think Matt Rule goes to Oklahoma? I think, I think I think Riley goes. I think Riley goes to Cleveland. Oh yeah, that actually. See, so he was the coach at Temple Baker the again. year that they beat the year they beat um, Penn State and ended up hosting Game Day on uh, on Independence Mall against against Notre Dame and Matt and I during that game were wondering, you know, imagine if he had stayed and what could have happened and what could have been. And he's a very good defensive coach. He builds from the inside out. So that could they might be the answer for the Browns. So that's not that's not a bad yeah. prediction. What? Uh, and you know, it, it's essentially going to be a home game for uh, Baylor playing at AT and T Stadium. Yeah, exactly. Not that like you know the the, the Sooner fans, uh, you know they 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 travel like of course like they'll like pack the house too. But you know, uh, I, I think it'll I think it'll be interesting. I, I think that. Um, uh, you know, I think I think that the Bears might have uh, revenge on their minds. I would think so as well. I would, you'd hope that they come out firing like they did the first time. Um, if you look just on the stat book, the it looks like offensively they can outclass Oklahoma can outclass Baylor on you know any any level. Ceedee Lamb has more yards than Mims. Brewers thrown for less yards than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is outrushed. The top, t- or almost the top two Baylor running backs combined. If you add them together, they've only had they only have three more rushing yards than Jalen Hurts himself, which is wild to think about. Um, Jalen Hurts, wow, forty nine touchdowns, holy shnikes! Um, <laughs> but the the Baylor defense, time and time again, you we have thought their time, you know, the clock is striking midnight on their Cinderella run kind of out of nowhere, the Matt Rule system, is it, you know, is it finally showing showing signs of weakness? So I'm not I'm not writing anything off. They're both top ten teams for a reason. And I'm very excited to watch this game. It's another one though, you mentioned it's in Dallas and it's it's one of those wacky, it's eleven AM for them. And they are they live in the central time zone. It's not like they're East Coast teams coming that way. Mm. So hopefully that doesn't affect anything and it's not a slow first quarter. Um, I'm not a, I'm not one to bet quarter over unders or quarter spreads, but 
you know, that'd be very interesting to see what the first quarter, the first quarter over under is set to on game day. Yeah, for, for, for sure. Yeah. But let's look at the other, the other conference championship games. We mentioned the, mentioned the Pac-12 quickly and that's Friday night. I think that'll be pretty exciting to watch. Like you mentioned, um, do you think Oregon has a decent shot at, at potentially pulling out the upset, or do you think Utah has this thing locked up? I do. I, looking at the you know, offensive numbers, you know, they're very evenly matched. Uh, even uh, uh, the, the the matchup predictor on ESPN right now has uh, Utah at 51.1% yeah. and Oregon at 48.9%. Um, yeah, I, I, think it'll, I think it'll be a really interesting game. Um, uh, I think that... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I do think that Utah's going to win the game, but I, I would not be, you know, blown away if I, you know, am flipping on the game Friday night and I see, you know, Oregon out to uh, a fast start. Um, yeah, like you know, y- Utah definitely has a lot more to play for right now than yeah. Oregon um, is. Yeah, so I, I think it'll be your game. Um, I would lean towards Utah, but uh, I think it's a coin flip right now, really. Yeah, I uh, I tend to agree with you. I don't want to like give too much away if that's one of your picks. Uh, spoiler alert: it is one of Matty D's picks because he submitted them in for us okay. to talk about. So I don't want to uh, I don't want to dive right. too much into it of where I may agree. Well, yeah, but, I didn't give any points, but <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, I think Justin Herbert. I think this is a moment for him to show kind of what why he stuck around. I know he's kind of gone under the radar. There's the West Coast factor. There's the fact that Oregon lost week one. So the the I'm one of these people that said the the big the Pac-12 was done. They weren't going to make the playoffs because different teams were falling left and right. Especially when Utah ended up losing to USC. I thought, oh, there's no way they're going to let a one loss Pac-12 team in. That was, the, that was before Oklahoma lost, and then slowly but surely they've creeped their way back in. So, like I mentioned, I'm very excited to see how those two games stack up against one another because depending on I how the, the SEC championship goes, this could the debate could be a couple-hour debate if Georgia pulls off an upset or it's a 24-hour debate up until that, that playoff bracket comes out, which is going to be a lot of fun. For sure. Uh, and yeah, a lot of my focus Saturday, uh, you know, afternoon is going to be, um, you know, on uh, LSU Georgia. But I also think that it's going to be uh, with, with less stakes for sure, but uh, an exciting rematch uh, at 3.30 for the uh, the AAC championship game. Cincinnati and Memphis, who just played last week. Yes. Memphis took care of Cincinnati, and now uh, Cincinnati can... Uh, Try to return serve, and I think that will be an, uh, an interesting game back and forth. Uh, I, I, I've been impressed with uh, the quality of play in the American Athletic uh, all season. You know, I think that these two in SMU uh, and Temple really uh, have been uh, very good this year. Oh yeah, yeah, and we talked about it last week of that. Obviously, this is the the taking the place of the Big East in the you know the, as the sixth mm-hmm. conference, and the fact that so many teams this year have sniffed. The top fifteen, Memphis, at literally doing it right now at sixteenth. It's just awesome. It's great to see them finally taking steps towards being this conference that shouldn't be taken lightly. And I think, I think I know Appalachian State and Boise State are ahead of Cincinnati right now. But I think this game pl- is to play for a New Year's Six berth. I think, regardless, I, I liked watching Boise State and 
you know, there's the big what if if they never if you if Boise State was undefeated or if App State didn't drop their one game a couple weeks ago, if one of them's undefeated, if you know where where are we talking about them in, ter- in comparatively to UCF a couple years ago? But I, I do think both of those two teams in Memphis and Cincinnati, as proven by last week's game, where they end up having this awesome shootout that was a half a point away from covering the over. <laughs> that ends up, I'm hoping we're in for another game like that. We had that a couple years ago where where it was Memphis and USF that was back-to-back weeks again. And I'm excited to see it. And, I, and I'm excited to see one of those teams be the, the UCF to take on the, the David to take on the whomever Goliath they take on in whatever New Year's Six Bowl they get into. Um and I think that's, I mean, that's one way, one, after the, the playoff is chosen, I like to look at how the other conferences all get picked, but I do like to see who they decide to put put up that non-Power 5 team against what what uh, conference runner-up or conference third-place team or wherever they decide to place them. I think it's always so intriguing where the committee comes in with that way because it's, real, it's a real barometer of where the season's been. I don't know if there's some sort of metric to show the velocity of teams moving in and out and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know. The season has felt. It's been a great college football season, just in general, and I'm I'm excited uh, to I, see. I just, I just think it's awesome that there are seven bowl eligible American athletic teams. Yes, like that, that's just yeah. Yes, it's just really cool. Let's see. Yeah, and no team has been safe. I mean, obviously, Memphis ended. Uh, Memphis ended up losing to. They lost. I'm bowl. confusing myself. Um, they lost to Temple. Memphis they, lost yeah, to Temple. They lost to Temple. Yeah, thank you. And then, yeah, it is just, it's awesome. It's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a cool conference. If you follow the great Bryce Isaiah on Instagram, when he finds himself at Temple Games, they look like they are a wild time. So if you follow him, it's great. Yep. Uh, So yeah, those are are the uh, interesting, uh, the interesting games. I I, I think that... uh, yeah, I, I won't. I won't spoil anything else before uh, we get into picks. Yeah, um, you know, but uh, I definitely have some opinions. Yeah, I think uh, we did mention the ACC game. I like Virginia a lot. They've had some real, some real moments throughout the season. It's a bummer they didn't hold on to be a little higher ranked than twenty two. But I don't know. I think I think Clemson's probably got that in the bag. We mentioned Clemson before. Just figured we should mention that game. Who's your final four? Though? I agree. So, uh, my final four, I think it's going to be, um, and it's going to be, going to be boring, but I believe it's Ohio state. I believe it is LSU, uh, Clemson and, uh, Utah is my four. Yeah. I, I, uh, I tend to agree with you. I'd like to see some argument of, of Oklahoma and Baylor. I do think though, the committee's shown some sort of a little bit of bias with the PAC 12. It'll be very interesting. I think, cause you've seen in this most recent poll, that Washington received some votes. Cal's received some votes. Uh, Arizona State, the great season that they've had, even though that's been up and down, has received some votes. Uh, if Colorado fu- somehow figures out a way to, to come back towards the towards the poll, the team that Utah beat last week, uh, and beat pretty handedly. So I don't know if they're, they're getting votes, but they were right there. I think the committees seem to like the Pac-12. So I think that's the edge. Uh, I think it does, de- though, depend on... How how does Friday night go, and then how does Baylor or Oklahoma respond to Friday night's result? Uh, what's what's next for Washington? What do you th- what do you think? Yes, yeah, uh, you know yeah. the, the new uh, you know the new uh, transition. 
Yeah, so so if you haven't seen this, as Mike's referring to, their coach Chris Peterson stepped down, and he'll be stepping down after their bowl mm-hmm. game. And I, you know, they had Jacob Eason come over this year, and he had a pretty good year, um, right? And and you know, they've been they should you know I think they would say it was a down year. Um, they were you know they had mm-hmm. playoff aspirations and were hoping that they could pull you know pull some more magic like 2016 out. The last time a Pac-12 team even made the playoff, mind you. But I don't know. I think they named they named their offensive coordinators taking over, right? As their coach, I believe. Yeah. So I mean, I think he knows the system, and I think if he can continue to recruit well in the in the Pacific Northwest and put themselves in that position to compete against the against the Oregon's, the Washington states, the you know the real the pack, the whole Pac-12 North, but specifically that trio put themselves in the in the driver's seat there and kind of continue to to harp on the Chris Peterson method, the way and everything. Um, I'd be interested in hearing if there was something that happened to the one for him to want to step down and everything there cuz if it's something that's I don't hope that there's anything foul, but if there was something like that then there this might be the, you know, pulling on the string and we might be figuring some stuff out. Hopefully it's not that. And I hope it's just a, you know, something he just wanted to spend time with his family and all that good stuff. And that the team can, can regroup. They can still recruit players. That's the one thing that might, that may end up affecting them in the short term is, is if I'm understanding recruitment rules correctly, they can, they can, uh, recruits when a coach steps down can change schools. If you remember uh, the played for the giants, his name is Mark Herzlick. He uh, was an ACC Defensive Player of the Year. He ended up getting cancer. Came back. It was it was after his junior year. He took a red shirt year. Came back after he killed after he beat cancer um, to play. He ends up getting signed by the Giants. And with one of the one of the better tweets that I think I've ever seen, tweeted out, "I beat cancer, and I don't mean to bring up a bad subject, but tomorrow we're beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl." And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. He uh, he's from the same area as me. But that's like a he he originally was he originally was circling back to Virginia. He was recru- committed to go to Virginia, and then their coach left, so he was able to decommit and commit to BC. So I believe that's how it works, and a, that's the one thing that I think having someone that's in staff in house come in to take over certainly helps in that way. Yeah, I, I you know I, I'm sure um, you know. It'll be a transitional year. Uh, it'll, it'll be, you know, uh, and uh, you know, I'll, I'm, I'll be curious to see uh, where uh, a, a talented coach and talented football mind like Chris Peterson ends up. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so let's let's go over to picks. Do it, man. Yeah, so. We mentioned Matty D submitted in his picks. So, do you want to start with the the one college, or do you want to make our way down from the NFL to the college picks? Uh, let I'll, I could I could start with college for sure. All right. Do you want to lead us off, or do you want to uh, go Matt uh, me you? Um, <laughs> I will I will lead this off. I I, I think I have an, I have, a, I have an interesting one for you. I love it. I love it. Um. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, I, I'm I'm looking right now at the Sun Belt Conference Championship right now. Yes. Uh, as you know, Appalachian uh, State has been 
you know, like a great story this year. Uh, lost one game. They're eleven and one. You know, they're uh, ranked in the polls right now, uh, and they're going up uh, against Louisiana. Uh, looking at the recent results from Louisiana, um, have really, you know, they've had a fantastic year. Also, Appalachian getting a lot of the uh, getting a lot of the uh, credit for their great year, but you know, Louisiana has been right there. Uh, they played in the beginning of, uh, of October on a Wednesday night, uh, in Louisiana, uh, app state, uh, won the game by 10 points. So it was very, um, you know, a very, a very, a very close game. Uh, you know, these two teams are very familiar with each other. Uh, that line is six points. Uh, I am going to take Louisiana plus six in the Sun Belt championship. I like that a lot. Love the, Love the Sun Belt Championship pick. That is great. Um, yeah, I too was looking out of the Power Five for mine. Uh, I'll go next, and we'll go Matt and back around the snake for everybody that that is unaware of the format. We do the snake, but I uh, I want to point out for one the rematch of Cincinnati Memphis. They lowered the over under by a point, so they want to sucker me back in to say, oh, they scored fifty eight last <laughs> week. Just bet it in, bet it in, and probably will. But that's neither here nor there. I am going to go for my pick, partially because Matt went on the the Pac-12 train. I like that game Friday night. But I'm going to go with the Big Ten championship game. And we mentioned this when we were talking about it. The difference maker being the fact that they have Justin Fields. He's great. And that it's in a dome. It's going to be different weather. But I think these two defenses are going to at least contain one another for a little bit. I think it's going to be like a, you know, a boxing match where they're they're trying to feel each other out cuz I think Wisconsin's regra- regained confidence, especially since that loss, but I think they're in the they're trying to show that that Minnesota win wasn't a fluke cuz that was something where I thought the opposite. I thought Minnesota, you know, it's a rivalry game so it was going to be close. And Wisconsin proved me wrong, and, and Jonathan Taylor has done nothing but impress me more and more. So I think he's in for a big game. I'm worried about their quarterback, so I don't think they're going to win. But I like this to be a close game. With Ohio State is a 16-point favorite, so I'm going to take Wisconsin plus 16. And I think Ohio State, I like. I would like it more at, at like 10 or 7 for me to feel confident in, in Ohio State covering the spread. So I'm going to take uh, the Badgers plus 16. All right. Solid pick. Yeah. So uh, we'll go to Matty. Matt's pick. He had Oregon plus six. I don't know if that's Oregon outright. He sometimes likes to just to pick money line, but I still give him the points anyway. So I'm going to give him Oregon plus six. Uh, kind of coming back to it, I know he's a big fan of Justin Herbert, so I'm sure that's a big part of it. Uh, Mike, what do you think of this pick? Um... I think that uh, if I were going to bet this game, I would have gone the Utah side. But you know, I, I th- like that's a stay away for me. Uh, I I'm just I, I don't have a good read on um, on the results of this one. Uh, if I were, you know, if you had a gun to my head, uh, I would ask why my life depended on the Pac-12 championship. But I would ultimately yeah. say I would pick Utah. Yeah, I. I tend to agree with you there. I, m- I mentioned that before, and I don't know. I think 
the over-unders at, at, at 47 on this game, which does not sound like an Oregon over. It almost sounds like something just try to sucker you into betting it. And I think that's... I think it shows a little bit about what Utah is going to be bringing and what they have brought throughout the season, uh, that they can they can throw some interesting defensive packages at you. Obviously, their offense is able to explode. Oregon's defense isn't bad. I mean, again, they lost one of their two losses was a walk off on a crazy play to Bo Nix and Auburn. And I think you know it's just one of those things that that I think either side of this it could be a this it could be a boring Friday night football game where we're kind of wondering oh did this team really amaze us right before the right before the playoff com- committee sits for one last time or that both teams are firing and then you're bringing up the question of Utah's defense or Utah completely blows them out and Oregon puts up a dud cuz something went wrong with Justin Herbert or the running game or how what have you so there's a lot of question marks around it uh, I respect Matt for taking the dogs does not take underdogs a lot, uh, but you know you got to respect him where he takes. We it we we went three dogs, man. <laughs> yeah, we all did. Yeah, all three of us did. But uh, no, Matt Matt is a uh, he loves to to pick teams to cover spreads. I'm more I'm more afraid of uh, the larger spreads, but Matt has been known to uh, go with it. Go for teams to cover the largest spreads imaginable. So good for him taking an underdog. Got to uh, sure. got to give him shouts there. But we'll go to the NFL and we'll stick with Maddie. And Mike, I got I'm going to tell you, Matt Matt has picked the Eagles with his first pick to to cover the eight and a half point spread. Mentioned the big spreads that Matt likes to see teams cover. I think he's going, and we didn't talk about it at the top of of how we're how our teams are both doing. And after losses, you as a Patriots fan, me <laughs> seeing the Eagles lose to the the Dolphins, and Matt and I Matt and I were were chatting through basically the the kicker catching the ball, and I did not talk to Matt for the rest of the afternoon. Um, part of what how ends up as a little inside baseball of this podcast of how we end up I end up asking you you know on Monday or Tuesday if you want to be the guest picker and because sometimes the Eagles aren't doing so well which seven weeks this year has has been the case uh, I do not speak to Matt until about Monday afternoon because he's just not in a good mood uh, I don't think I ended up posting it on the Thunderblog Instagram but there's a great picture I took of Matt just completely deflated after the Cowboys loss. But the fact I wanted to read to you is that Matt has picked the Eagles to cover the spread in I'm trying to read my notes. I believe it's three times. And he has not picked them since week seven, which I believe was the Cowboys game. And Matt is 0-3 when he picks the Eagles. Ooh. So I am uh, not to they've won a game. He, they did not cover the spread <laughs> against the Redskins week one. But they've they're one and two overall, but zero and three against the spread when Matt has picked them. So I uh, I'm glad he did it, but I hope it's I mean I, if the trend stays, I just hope the Eagles win like by five or they have another Jake Elliott sixty two yarder, which right. I hope it doesn't come to that. But right. you know, whew. did you know I I saw this on Twitter uh, a couple days ago. I don't know if you saw it too, but I thought this was interesting. Uh, did you know that the New York Mets have won a game more recently than New York Giants have? Wow, I did not see that. That is incredible. Yes. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Yeah, you know, not uh, not not fun times in uh, no. <laughs> life right now. No, we uh, Philadelphia got ripped once in the depths of the process, and when the Phillies really stunk, uh, it was I think it was it couldn't have been in the Chip Kelly era. It must have been in 2016, Doug Peterson's first year, maybe 15. 
of that someone it was either CBS, NBC, or it was probably it couldn't have been NBC because the Eagles weren't very good. Uh, CBS or Fox comes up with it of showing the Flyers with their usual slow starts. The Sixers were actively tanking and like started oh and whatever. And the Phillies had lost a bunch of games, and then the Eagles had a, had a losing streak. And like it, seeing just how long it had been since a team had won a game, one of our four, just it was a real gut punch. Although, you know, not you can't be too upset now with uh, everything that's going on. Flyers most points in the NHL in November, not a big deal. Uh, so the Dolphins lost. There's there's a little bit of a bright side for my other fandoms. But uh, what's your uh, what's your first uh, what's your first NFL pick? Yeah, my first one. So there's it's an interesting board this week, um, and I'm gonna go back to a pick that I had last week. But I think the way that the Jaguars looked and the fact that they're now they're going back to Gardner Minshew, they sat Nick mm-hmm. Foles. I just think they've lowered the char- last week. The Chargers were minus three. They are once again, and I keep thinking this, and maybe this will be the one that finally turns me off of it, but. The Jaguars' offense, like the Chargers at times, just really can't get it going. Even with Minshew, he's looked good in a couple games. I just think that they're starting to show the different holes that they have on on their team, especially on their defense, that we thought could have been on the sim- similar caliber. I think the Chargers, while they are, I think, effectively out, I don't think they're officially out, but they're really, you know, really on the outside looking in. I think Phillip Rivers wants to play for pride. I think he wants to show that his receivers can and will get it done. I think he wants to show off that that root and tootin' offense we always see with his bolo ties. So I'm going to take the Chargers minus three and hope that uh, I finally uh, reverse the trend on this on this pick here. All right, that's uh, that, that, that's 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 a solid pick. Yeah, yeah. So over to you for two. Hey, uh, so my first one, uh, just looking at some of these lines, uh, one that jumps out at me. Um, I am going to take, um, Buffalo, uh, plus five and a half, uh, hosting Baltimore. Uh, yeah, I would love to see Baltimore lose. I I don't anticipate they will, but I mean, can't you see this as another, you know, Justin Tucker kicks a field goal to win 23, 20 game. I think the Buffalo defense is legit. I think they have shown it on a national stage where they, you know, really took it to uh, the Dallas Cowboys. I think that, uh, you know, Baltimore isn't the same team uh, outside of uh, Baltimore. So I think uh, I think Buffalo is going to keep that a game. I do think Baltimore will end up winning, but I love the Bills to cover five and a half points. I like that pick a lot, and that actually is going to be one of Matt's picks. Uh, I agree with you, though. The Justin Tucker last-second kick, I think, is spot-on. I like this to be actually a bit of a shootout. I think uh, the defense, okay. the Bills' defense is pretty good. I think the one difference that they that they didn't have to really show off against the Cowboys because Jason Garrett really put the ball in Dak's hands and not Zeke's is that I think John Harbaugh is at least a little smarter to utilize his running game, especially what he has with Mark Ingram. Uh, so I think I think we might see a little bit of that, but I think the Bills have shown a lot of spunk with a receiving core that coming into the season we thought was going to stink, with some pretty good tight ends and a, and a pretty good running back core. And obviously Josh Allen gets it done in in multiple facets, not as dynamically as Lamar Jackson does, but he, but Josh Allen uses his feet too. So I think this is a game that 
you might see it be like a similar to the 49ers game a a 27-24 game. I do agree. I think I think it is a Baltimore wins, but you know, it's it's supposed to be cold. It's Buffalo weather. You know, it's not supposed to be nice on the East Coast for for the foreseeable future. So that could be a very interesting lake weather game. No, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, and then uh, my second, I'll take right now. Uh, and this is you know just I'm I'm looking at uh, what the the current lines are right now, and um, I. <laughs> I like both of these teams. I think both of these teams are legit. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, uh, but San Francisco in New Orleans, Ooh, New Orleans is one. minus two and a half. Yeah. Like what? Why? Like, yeah, I'll take that half a point. Yeah, like, I will too. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Give me, give me New Orleans at minus two and a half. You, you tell me you can, that we can win on a, a 30 to 27 game. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, like absolutely. I'm going to, uh, Go with that, and that doesn't mean I think that San Francisco is bad. Like I think that they're both very good teams, um, but you know, home field advantage. I mean, that that, that that's the that's home field is three points. It's usually three points, especially a home field like uh, New Orleans has in the Superdome, and and yeah, like New Orleans has been known to like have a sleepy game or two, and you know they'll they'll get caught once or twice. Uh, a year where they just aren't looking themselves. But um, I just, I love that. I love that. I'm getting a free half point in there. No, I totally agree with you. I think new Orleans defense steps up huge in this game. I think again, I I think San Francisco could come out and and have a good game in the dome. We've seen teams come in and do that. We saw the Raiders do it the year. They were really good. We've seen Tampa Bay always seems to do it every year, but I think I, you know, the way that they play, it's almost that, that Drew Brees has the reverse Tony Romo stat. If you remember this, that Tony Romo was infamously terrible in December. Drew Brees seems to be oh. almost untouchable in the last month of the season where they seem to really pick up and, and peak at the right time as they enter the playoffs. So I love that pick, and that's, that's my second pick as well. I think Alvin Kamara could be in for a big day. I think the fact that San Francisco's running game has been so... I'll say diverse because it's been good, but they've used so many different running backs and the fact that they've had to go to different ones to have big uh, games. I think that there's something I think if, there. I think if, if Breed is a hundred percent in this game, like I, I have to think about it a little bit more, but yeah, you know, that's, I, and that's not to take away from most start. I think most starts really good, Yeah, but I think uh, if you have most start and Breed as kind of like a two headed monster, I think that, you know, adds an element to San Francisco's game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're you're spot on there. I think George Kittle could potentially be the difference maker if San Francisco was going to A, win, or B, make this closer than a, than a two-and-a-half point spread. Um, he, you know, I mean, but I think that their, their secondary and the linebacking core, I think, could maybe slow him down. You can obviously set him up wide as a, as a wide receiver, almost like Jimmy Graham did when he played for the Saints. Uh, and for the Seahawks before that, uh, and like the Packers thought he was going to. But, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I think New Orleans at the Dome, Drew Brees just loves it, especially late in the season. So you're, you're a second pick, right? Yeah, so that's my second pick is New was Orleans. That, oh, that, was, New that Orleans. was your second pick. Yeah. What's, what's, what's Matt's second pick? So Matt's going Rams plus one, hosting the Seahawks, who had an impressive win last night on Monday Night Football. 
and in return to the spotlight against a Rams team that really showed some some where they really proved me wrong because I thought they were complete duds and they were going to put up the dud for the rest of the season and beating up on the on the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I disagree with this pick. I I might even take Seattle later later in picks, but I'm not totally certain yet. But I can see maybe where Matt's coming from of of that Seattle just had this big win. They you know proved the the Vikings wrong. Their defense stepped up when they had to, so maybe they come down as they come down the West Coast. But I don't know. Do, do you see do you see this game one way or another? I Seattle is just every every test they've they've been able to kind of answer back. Yeah, you know, I to agree. Uh, you know great. Uh, Two really good Monday night games this year. You know, the the one uh, last night was, uh, was was just a real fun affair. Uh, same with uh, you know in uh, uh, a, a couple a uh, couple weeks ago against uh, against the Niners at Levi Stadium. I thought they played really well there. Um, and yeah, and, and so like this year, they're they're not as you know a, a lot of times the book on the Seahawks is like oh like they're on the road, get them on the road. Uh, not so much this year. They haven't lo- dropped a road game yet. Their two losses were, uh, you know, with the 12s in Seattle. Yeah. So uh, I, 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 de- I definitely uh, would not bet against Russ Wilson on a on a on a Sunday night. Well, especially because the the Seahawks travel well anyway, but especially to LA, the the Coliseum is not a it's not a Rams home stadium. It's a just basically a neutral site game. The Eagles out out uh, what's it called to them? They outcrowded them. They did that. And they do it to the Chargers too. The C and it's, this is a short flight from Seattle to LA, I believe. I don't know how actually long it is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. not yeah. not as long as Philly to, to LA is for that. That's for certain. So, I mean, I I'll go. You know, Matt, I'll take you. Do you? So I respect the pick, but I <laughs> I respectfully disagree. Um, his next pick, though, yeah. Mike is. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he knows you're a Patriots fan, but he likes the Patriots over the Chiefs minus three. Yeah, um, I have that. I have that circled. Uh, you know, we'll see if how much I like it when it comes to, you know, number five. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I, you you rarely see um, the the Bill Belichick coach Patriots teams uh, way back to back duds. Um, I I do think they're going to win that game, uh, but. Uh, it'll it'll be you know I I just I, I you know I, I tend to be a very optimistic like rose colored you know fan and say like oh like they're gonna be fine they're gonna be fine and I do think they're going to be fine question mark um yeah this the offense just does not look in sync right now and I'm not putting the blame on Brady um. It's just, they just, yeah, they 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 don't they look great on that side of the ball. Uh, the defensive side of the ball, they look fantastic. You know, uh, special teams. You know, they're gonna have their what fifth kicker of the season. Yeah, they're about to have their fifth kicker of the season. And it's just, yeah, it's it's been an interesting ten and two so far. I'll say. Yeah, I, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Um... Yeah, I think home game I think makes the biggest difference. I think if it was at Kansas City, there's there's a wrinkle there. I don't like the uh, 
I don't like everybody just putting down the team. This is the classic Belichick. He lulls you, lulls the media into thinking they're done, and then they end up going on a rampage. So I can, I certainly can like this game. It's one I'm probably going to stay away from when I look at these lines again on Sunday to see where it is. But again, on the other hand, on the other hand, last year after the, um, you know, the Miami miracle, the Kenyon Drake, where you know uh, Gronk shouldn't have been on the field, but you know, unfortunately, he got beat to the spot to the end zone and yeah. you know that whole thing. Uh, people said that about last year also, yeah. and the Patriots proceeded to uh, drop the next game in Heinz Field. And so oh. they did drop two in a row last year. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see, bud. I forgot to mention that that, that play is what's – is what is, that's my spin zone. That the, the Patriots lost a wild game on a wild play in Miami so that the Eagles can do it. It might be in good company. That's my spin zone. Oh, so, uh, yeah, they, the Patriots won the Super Bowl last year. And had much worse losses last year than they had have this year. Yeah, I mean, they they lost in Baltimore and in Houston this year. Like, you know, both game teams that might see in January. So, like, yeah, I would have loved to have won that game. They last year they lost uh, like in Detroit. They lost in Miami, like in Tennessee, in Jacksonville. Like they they had worse losses last year, and they won the Super Bowl. So, yeah. we shall see. Yes. where uh, they stand on uh, January 1, but yes. we'll see. So my next pick, I'm going to go with the Titans minus three over the Raiders. I know it's back of the black hole, okay. and the Raiders have been very good at home, but I just think they've we finally, they've, they've been broken. Like I, Ivan Drago, they've been broken. I uh, must break you. And I think Tennessee is getting hotter and hotter every week. They're finally, pl- they're right there playing for a playoff spot. Um and I think with the state that Pittsburgh's in, uh, which is a game I'm staying away from, by the way, I potentially was going to maybe take, take them or the Cardinals, but that could be one way or the other. Um, but the state that Pittsburgh's in, I think Tennessee knows they have an opportunity to make a move and really put themselves in in a good spot. So I like them to, to really – it's almost a show-me game, like we're talking about with the college college championship weekend. I feel like the Titans are going to show up big. Uh, I'm glad you did that because I'm about to, uh, pick Oakland in that game. <laughs> so yes, Oakland has looked, Oakland has looked hor- horrible the last two games. Uh, in MetLife got blown out in Kansas City got blown out. But like you said, it's they're they're different playing in front of the black hole. I think Gruden, uh, loves playing home games like he kind of gets yes uh he kind of get, gets inspired by uh his fans i can think of him after they beat the chargers on thursday night a few weeks ago just like high-fiving all the fans and like really like getting into it um here's the thing about tennessee i like tennessee i like rabel i think tennessee's a good team but tennessee over the last few years, we'll always do this where the minute that you're like on the Tennessee bandwagon, like, yes, like the Titans, like, let's go. Like they will then go out and put up like nine points. That's, you fair. know, like, like whenever you get those. excited about the Titans, they like go and like throw out a stinker and something just like, I feel the stinker coming this week. I think Oakland knows that, this is their season right here. If they lose this game, like they have nothing to play for the last three weeks. You know, they are going to try to 
convince themselves like, hey, like we are still in playoff contention. Like ten and six is good enough for a wild card. We just need to keep winning ball games. Uh, I think Gruden gets his guys up to play, and I think that this is a classic Tennessee letdown West Coast game. Uh, I'll take Oakland for those reasons. Yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. And we actually, I remember us talking during that game of like the black hole. There's nothing like it. So that's fair. I uh, yep. I could be getting suckered in. <laughs> Speaking of getting suckered in, my fourth pick. They keep doing this to me. They're going to keep doing this to me. And I'm going to keep picking them. And they're going to break my heart. But I'm going to keep doing it. And, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. Expecting different results. But I'm expecting different results by Dallas minus three in Chicago. I, I just, I don't think the Cowboys are... So bad that they're going to lose three games in a row. I think that uh, Dak is going to outplay uh, Mitch in this game. I think that, uh, again, like they, they've been given every opportunity to blow this NFC East division. But, my, uh, you know, Miami uh, helping out. But Philly keeps doing the favors by losing games. And I think that if... If Jason Garrett has any fight left in him and Dallas wants to be taken seriously at all, I think they need to take care of business on the road in Chicago, and I think Dallas wins that game. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they should win this, and they should win it big, especially because, you know, Mitch looked decent, but but it's against the Lions. Um, So I, I... I think they're in for one where they have Zeke. They just hand the ball to Zeke and they make Khalil Mack just try to try to slow Zeke down, and then you know, maybe Dak uses Dallas Goddard, Jason Witten, or whomever to you know just really tear that defense apart. Even though they've looked better and better uh, since since the kind of weird middle of the season that they had, but um, yeah, Matt actually went Chicago plus three, so that's his. That ends up that's going to end up being his last pick. So we'll come back around to it, but. I don't know. I, I I guess I can get it. Of Thursday night home teams have done particularly well, um, but they've had a full week off, so it's and it's you know almost a moot point that they have the short week. So I, I don't know. I, I I agree with you on Dallas. I think uh, I think they might be they might be safe on on covering a three point spread here, even if it even if it ends up being close. I just think they can also control the clock a lot better too than than what Chicago can because they. Dallas can establish the run game better. That's what it comes down to, the bread and butter in the NFL. Yep. But, what about uh, you're up to your fourth pick, correct? Yeah, under my fourth pick, and I'm between a couple games here. Uh, you mentioned the definition of insanity. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take Seattle minus one. We talked about it with LA. I like them a lot. Uh, I I just I really don't like the Rams. I think that they their defense is really bad. I think we we talked about it a little bit. Um, and Matt and I talked about it a couple weeks ago that they, we kind of remember them as, as this team that they went to the Super Bowl last year and they had this dynamic offense that always seems to be somewhat banged up and, and this, that, and the other thing. And, but they always have the defense, but their defense isn't the same that it has been even, even this year comparatively to last year. It's, it's, it's missing that oomph. I don't know. I don't know a better way to put it. I'm, I just, 
I really think Russell Wilson in prime time at a stadium that he can call his own, I think he, you know, effectively his own, I think he's going to blow him out. And I think he's going to keep proving that, hey, I know Lamar's looking good, but don't forget who the prototype was, baby. I like it. Yeah. I like it. And then so we have the last two Greg picks. Yeah. So, so he, you're, he had, up, you're up for your fifth now. Yeah. So, yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt, to remind everybody, was Buffalo plus five and a half, Chicago plus three. Yeah. So over to my fifth. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I keep that Pitts, that Pittsburgh Arizona keeps wanting to call my name, and I'm avoiding it at all costs. Um, oh God, I real some of these really these closer lines like that Pittsburgh game or like Carolina Atlanta, which is Atlanta minus three. Uh, Atlanta had a good week, and you know just fell short to to New Orleans, and that's kind of what we thought was going to happen, but. Yeah, you know, I think they're getting they're getting some love because they're a home team. Carolina has a bunch of question marks, but you know, as I, as I'm saying this, I'm talking into myself. I think Carolina's defense—they're coming off this loss that Washington might have exposed it and what they were able to do. Uh, but I think they have a big bounce back week, and I think that Atlanta reverts back to what they had been. And I know Matt Ryan looks a lot better. He's a Philly guy, went to the same high school as my dad, and then went to BC. Circle back to Mark Herzlick. But I think that that Carolina figures it out. I know they're it's similar. It's a game where two teams that thought they were going to be this game was going to be determining either division lead or a, who's getting the five seed in the wild card now turns into something where Carolina basically is out of it. They really need a lot of help to make to make what would end up being a nine and seven if they run the table season applicable to a wild card spot. But I like them to win this game and and. I get it. Atlanta really doesn't have anything else to play for, but I don't know. I like I like this to be either close or Carolina ends up winning big. I don't see Atlanta winning now, by that that much. Before, G man, before you lock this in, yeah. Does the fact that and I could be reminding you of this, uh, Carolina just fired Ron Rivera today. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, that changes my pick. I completely forgot they fired him. I, um, there was a bunch of fire, all the firings that I've had in my head have been NHL firings that have also happened today. Um, that is a really good point. No, never mind. Stay away. Stay away. Thank you. Saving, saving me some valuable picks and money. Um, yeah. All right. So I'm going to go, hmm. You know what? No, I'm not going to jump. I'm not going to go full sweep of the bills because that's boring. Um, I'm going to go. With the Jets, Jets minus five and a half. Okay, I almost right. went. I almost went Browns minus eight and a half, but that's like a. I don't want to trust in the Browns anymore. I, I don't know. Maybe they're in for a bounce back week, and Cincinnati's like, all right, the tank's back on. We had to show them we could win a game, complete the circle of winning. Um, but I don't know. The Jets off a couple duds the last couple weeks, uh, or last week, two weeks ago. Obviously, they they had the dud put up against them from Oakland, but I don't know. I feel like Miami traveling back the jets, Miami handed or Miami had their first win against the jets. I feel like there's some revenge there. I think that Sam Darnold steps up and I think that defense might be able to hold Miami. Cause I think, I don't know. I think, I think they, the, I just think that there's, they're in for some sort of, some sort of come down. I know their offense did look good against an Eagles defense. That was non-existent. But I don't know. I'll, I'm going to go with the Jets here. 
Uh, that's, <laughs> right. uh, I hope you're buckled in for my last pick. Okay. It's an interesting one. But I'm, I'm ready to defend it. I think 13 points in Washington at Green Bay are too many points. Give me the Washington football team plus Ooh. 13. Okay. Two weeks in a row. When they, they won games. Uh, I think they are definitely playing for pride. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they're not, they're, they're not tanking like some other teams might be tanking right now. Uh, and then the, the other thing is, yeah, like I know the Thursday night game uh, in Lambeau where uh, your, your Eagles uh, went into Green Bay and won, probably the highlight of your season so far. Um, but uh Green Bay hasn't had their, you know, their home game in Lambeau where just not everything's working for them and they have to kind of eke one out. Uh, but I, I kind of, I, I foresee that happening this week. I don't think they were that impressive against the Giants. Uh, I don't think Green Bay is that impressive, honestly. Like, I, I think that uh, they are primed for uh a you know first sunday in january uh you know uh, 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 uh an upset i, I just ha- you know i i think that they have looked kind of ordinary at times this year uh i know it's silly to bet against aaron Rodgers against a bad team but uh yeah give me uh <laughs> give me washington to cover uh, to, to, to keep it within 13. I respect that a lot because that's <laughs> that's something where – and part of the reason why – in college, I don't like to go anything higher than like 15, 16 points. In the NFL, I don't like to really go anything higher than, than like eight points. And I think double-digit lines, they can either be – it's either they're going to blow them out or it's going to be a close game or in the case of the Eagles – it's a dud and they lose. And I, I like that a lot. Cause I think one thing goes wrong or haywire or think about this too, of just, we talked about it of game management with different, with different quarterbacks, different running backs. Aaron Rodgers is the, aside from Tom Brady, he is one of the best game managers out there. And if they're up, it's a, it's a slow moving game, which I feel like he might want to do. Keep it low scoring. If their defense shows up, and just lets the lets the Redskins maybe eke in a field goal, maybe a touchdown here. He'll just want to run this clock out. So I, to cover two touchdowns is asking for a lot from a from an NFL yes. team. So I like that pick. A lot. I agree. Cool. Um, hey, uh, G Man, you're actually gonna have to close the show out uh, uh, solo because I actually have to run right now. But yeah. thank you so much for having me on. And uh, you know, uh, I look forward to. Uh, to hear in the episode and uh you know we'll, we'll i'm sure this is not the last time that we'll uh share a microphone my friend absolutely brother thank you so much for coming on man i uh, fully appreciated absolutely. it yeah so have a good night man i know you had to uh go to drop out a couple minutes ago so i appreciate you going over thanks man all, all right, right cool see ya Bye. see you man all right thank you to the great mike clark for jumping on yeah he uh he was gracious with his time a little inside baseball. We were supposed to have Matt or Greg come on both uh, 
had to, they have their, their different stuff going on. I think Matt might be at the Flyers game, but he's being a little secretive. Greg uh, is pretty busy with his job. We mentioned he's got he got married about a, a month ago, so he's uh, getting adjusted to the married life as well. And I think trying to spend some time with that and with his job and all that good stuff. Matt uh, is getting married and and is you know doing all that prep and going to Flyers games. So maybe it's on the the Thunderblog Instagram, thunderblogsports.com. But yeah, like Mike said when we talked about it at the top of the show, if you haven't checked out Pilot Season podcast, go check it out. I was on back in September to talk about Stumptown. He's done a lot of great episodes. There's some sports shows on there, like the like the League, um, the Office is on there. I mean, any, any classic show. He does, he tries to do a lot of different shows. I wanted to try to ask him about what midseason replacement shows he's looking forward to and what other shows he's watching. He mentioned The Mandalorian, which if you're not watching, you should. That's one I'm watching. So uh, definitely got to go check that out. I would say other shows that I've been watching this year. I'm watching The Unicorn on CBS. Uh, that has been a lot of fun to see um, because it's a family comedy about a guy who lost his wife a year before the show starts and his daughters and his friends who have kids that are all around his daughter's ages are trying to you know, help him get back out there. Um, trying to catch up on that show too. It's been, it's been pretty enjoyable. Um, and yeah, uh, other shows that I've been watching, obviously watching Survivor and if you haven't been watching Survivor Philly, which I was on, which was a lot of fun. Uh, go check it out. Search it on YouTube. Had not one, but two former Survivor players on with me. The great Wendell Holland, winner of Survivor Ghost Island, and Bryce Isaiah, the Purple Pants badass who hosts the Purple Pants podcast. We mentioned the Robbins podcast community. He hosts it on over there. Uh, they were on our tribe. So if you haven't checked that out, seriously, go do it. Uh, I was on it. I won't say how I'm doing, but the, the penultimate episode is is, is dropping Basically, as this as I'm finishing recording this, so it's out by the time that you're uh, listening to this, and the finale drops Friday night. We're having a cast party to commemorate it and get back all together, and, and we've gotten together a couple times in the last couple months since we filmed it, but it's always great to see all of them. So if any of you are listening, thanks for checking out the podcast, because I know I t- told you all about it at the premiere party. Um, but yeah, other shows watching, uh, The Goldbergs, Schooled, mentioned Matt Ryan, went to the same high school as my dad. Schooled is actually based on Penn Charter. Uh, it's called William Penn Academy, both in the Goldbergs and Schooled. I did not know that going in. I saw it was a, a Philly show, so I obviously wanted to support it being a Philly guy. Uh, found that out, and actually, one cool thing that they do on the Goldbergs, and they do a little bit on Schooled too, is they have it's created by this guy Adam F. Goldberg, who he there's a kid version of him on the show, and they have you know all of his friends and the real life his real life friends. So if so, Adam is a friend named Chad on the show. The real life Chad plays Chad's dad, for instance. So another guy that went to, to Penn Charter and and does go to William Penn Academy is Ruben Morrow Jr. You might remember as the Phillies' former GM, uh, former first base coach. I think he might still be with the Red Sox, um, but he was a first base coach for the Red Sox after the Phillies fired him. And he is a character on the show. And his dad, Ruben Morrow Sr., is played by the real Ruben Morrow Jr., which I always find really funny. It's one of those weird baseball TV connections. Um, but yeah, uh, other TV, I can't really think of too much else. I'll probably think of it as soon as I stop recording this. Movies, I haven't gotten a chance to go to the movies in a little bit, but I'm excited to check out The Irishman. I've heard a lot of really good things. Jared was telling me about it last night when we were hanging out. Uh, he's doing well, and hopefully we get him on again soon. 
uh, either as a guest picker. Greg and I, I think we'll figure out something for hockey, so try to get Jared on for one of those episodes, even if it's just a quick hitter. But I think that's going to do it for this one. I know there was a couple games we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about Denver-Houston. That was a game I almost went for. Uh, I I do think Houston's going to win that. But like I was saying to Mike, pretty big line there. It's only minus nine, but, you know, stay away. Same with Minnesota-Detroit. I think you just stay away from that game. Um, Indy-Tampa Bay, kind of a weird one there. Uh, We mentioned Cleveland and and Cincinnati. Um, Yeah, Indy-Tampa Bay, I think, one of those games where – Jameis Winston's kind of showing we we get both sides, the Jekyll and Hyde, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of interceptions. Uh, I think Indy actually could pull this thing out. Um, Kind of surprised they're a three-point dog. Uh, But I also can understand why. They don't play very well away from Indianapolis. Obviously, that's where the Big Ten Championship game is this weekend. Um, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh in, in Arizona, we could get that's Stay away from that. Pittsburgh's... Looking like they're they're right now they're the sixth seed, but they're looking like that a lot of stuff could go down, and I could see the floor collapse beneath them. But yeah, other than that, guys, I think that's going to do it for this show. Um, we obviously got a lot going on in the sports world. You know, different you know baseball moves have been happening. The NHL and the NBA are really starting to heat up. College basketball, as I mentioned with Mike, starting to get in towards the end of non-conference play. But we'll talk about those on other episodes with Natty D, with Greg, hopefully once again with Mike, with other guy, with Jared, with anybody else that comes on. Try to get Kiefer back on for hockey. We've been talking all that. And I you know, I just really appreciate you guys. I want to take a couple minutes just to say that. And all the support that you guys show. I hope that there are some new listeners that that you know listen to Pilot Season that check this out. Because Mike was on. And if you stuck around to the end, you know, happy to have you on. Would love for you to subscribe and listen to more episodes. Let me know what you think either in the comments on SoundCloud or on the show notes on thunderblogsports.com or leave a review on iTunes. Uh, always love those. Always love to read the feedback that we get. And I love to um, you know take any advice or any questions that you guys have and really try to keep, keep tweaking the show. So please let me know what you think. Um, and yeah, go Eagles. Go Flyers. They're playing the Maple Leafs right now. I think it's 0-0. Go Sixers. 10-0 at home. Let's go, baby. Hopefully the Phillies make some deals soon, so I don't want to. Or, uh, you know, I'm happy with where the Phillies are. I know they let go Cesar and, and Mike, but again, thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, Thunderblogsports.com, the bullpen cart podcast feed for Michael J. Clark, my good man, Mike, Maddie D, Greg, everybody. I am the G Man. I'll talk to you guys all soon. And fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs>